the bane of bureaucrats, violating terms of service on crybaby social media platforms, exposing mainstream media's weapons of mass distraction, firing cannonballs of common sense into the walls of corruption, and dropping truth bombs on tyranny. It's Liberty Now. Kia and hello. Thank you for tuning in. This is John Verd with Liberty Now On Air, a weekly broadcast slash podcast on 96.9 Plains FM in Christchurch. Thank you for stopping by. Today, we're going to talk about another humanitarian issue, the border crisis in the U.S. Now, this is happening all over the world today, but we're going to zoom in on the crisis at the southern border of the U.S. I'll introduce you to Johnny Vogt who works as an interpreter for the Department of Health and Human Services, among other agencies. We'll get his take on what's going on there. And I want to talk about the casualties of this crisis that aren't being discussed on the corporate media. Hello, Johnny. Hi, John. How's it going over there on the other side of the planet? <laughs> really good. Um, I want to just introduce you to the audience uh, who can't see you on screen right now if they're listening. Uh, this is my good friend, Johnny Vote. He's over in Seattle, Washington, and he works for... Well, I work for different agencies, uh, but uh, mainly for uh, the uh, justice departments and uh, also for DSHS. DSHS, yes. Tell me a little bit about your work, Johnny. What, what sort of work do you do? Basically, is uh, I'm an interpreter for uh, you know different languages, and uh, I I do get involved in the different situations in uh, in uh, legal situations, in courts, uh, medical situations, in hospitals, and also um, immigration, uh, of course, because mm -hmm. they do need. Uh, interpreters for many different languages over there. Right. You've been working uh, with with the immigration process at least a couple administrations, right? Uh, prior to, uh, like, during the Obama administration, Trump administration, and now the Biden administration. Oh, yes. Basically since 2008. Okay. And have you seen a difference in... Uh, the the immigration process, how how it's been handled. Y yes, yes. Uh, the last administration we saw, you know, uh, they tighten up a little bit. The uh, they followed the rules uh, in the books. Yep. Uh, a little bit closer. Uh, they they did this following all the uh, the rules that they were supposed to be followed, but. Um, you know the interpretation of the rules goes with the uh, the the people that are in charge. So they right. they they change the interpretation as they please. Right. Um, have you seen a difference in uh, the number of immigrants coming into the country in the last you know several months since Biden's been here in in office? Oh, by the thousands. By the thousands. By, yeah. Thousands of thousands. More than, than the previous rate that we had yeah. seen before. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because uh, we we reached the point we reached the point right now that it's an overflow. The, you know, the, the facilities that are available uh, at the border, they can't handle this. So they are, they are letting people go with, uh, without even a court date. 
Right. Now, I, I had heard about this. I think the first time I heard about this was back during the Obama administration, and we were getting uh, floods of illegal immigrants um, coming into the country, let alone the, the legal ones who were stopped at the border and, and processed. And you were part of the pro part of the legal process yourself, right, Johnny? My part on this process is at the uh, when they reach the, uh, the courts or when they have uh, any kind of medical problems. That's, uh, that's then, uh, then it's when I, uh, I get involved. I don't participate in the uh, scheduling or, you know, uh, managing of that kind of uh, personnel to going to one place or the other. So I, I, I don't deal with that. Right. My my participation is when they reach the courthouses or um, sometimes when they're uh, in prison or uh, they need medical assistance and they they are at the hospitals or clinics. That's when when I get involved. Right. So um, I'm not sure if you can speak to this, but um, I had been hearing, you know, that um, again, d during the Obama administration, that we were getting a lot of illegal um, immigrants coming into the country, and uh, many of them were not being processed. They weren't given court dates, or they were given a, a court date, you know, three, four years down the track, and then given a bus ticket and a card with, you know, $1,000 loaded on it and said, you know, here you go, and just released into the country. Uh, can you verify if, if that indeed has been happening? Well, uh, when they get here, uh, most of the uh, the immigrants, when they get at the border, they just turn themselves in because right. uh, the policy right now is if you come to the border, you know, through Mexico, basically, and they come from everywhere in the world. They come from Africa. They come from Central America. They come from South America. They come from the Middle East. They come all over, from all over. So the uh, end point is the uh, the mexican uh, american border some of them they they just try to uh go across the border without contact with the uh, the border patrol or any immigration and they have they receive help from uh you know coyotes on both sides of the border in right. mexico coyotes, and aka also, smugglers yeah human uh smugglers so yeah. here and uh, the, those uh, smugglers they have a, a, a network that goes all over the world so you have people in uh, in africa connected to people in south america in brazil colombia uh, panama uh, central america mexico because the the, the mexica mexican cartels they control the the access to the border Right. Nobody goes through the border without the, the cartels allowing them. So they get a cut of the, uh, you know, of the money that is uh, paying for this trip. Right. And you mentioned that there are people coming from all over the world, from Africa, the Middle East, other countries. And they know that that's probably because they know that it's an easy route to get through, that there's pretty lenient immigration policy right now. And I, I think anybody that knows about 
the the crisis that's going on would be sympathetic to their plight. You know, nobody wants to see anyone suffer. But how is it that it's simultaneously happening in all these places? Is there a single crisis that's causing this? Or are we seeing that they're being actually encouraged? They're being uh, incentivized with, with money and with propaganda. What would you see as, as the big driving force? Well, it's an it's a ongoing crisis. And this is uh, more and more looks like a fabricated crisis. Right. You know, you have a magnet on our side. Yeah. And on the other side, you have several uh, reasons pushing these people away from their countries. The magnet is, of course, you know, a better life, better wages, a society that is more organized, is uh, cleaner. You have medical assistance. You have uh, assistance from, from the government if you are a refugee. And even if you are uh, in the country illegally, you can have access to a lot of uh, benefits. Right. Yeah. So on the other side, you know, the reason they're pushed, you know, out of their countries is because the economy is not is not that good because they have no jobs because they uh, crime violence that kind of a situation unfortunately you know when immigrants come here it's hard to tell which one is which uh, if if the the person arriving is really a good person that is being you know was tortured, was kidnapped, or right. uh, suf suffered some kind of, uh, you know, uh, violence, or is just coming here for economic reasons, or maybe is a terrorist, maybe is a bad guy too. Uh, it's hard to tell, right? If you don't check them out, right? And that's the crux of the problem: is if we're not able to process them and determine, you know, who they are. Uh, and vet them before letting them into the country, then we obviously are facing a, a crisis internally in the country, too. It's going to precipitate even greater crises um, after they arrive, where, where, you know, of course, Donald Trump was uh, lambasted in the media for saying that they had MS-13 gang members and criminals, rapists, and, you know, um, child abusers coming across the border. But we keep seeing the headlines of these people who have come across illegally repeatedly. Either they're not sent back to their home country and, and given into the authorities in their own country, or they are sent back and then cross the border again. People like that obviously are not refugees. They're just criminals. And I, I think it's within a country's right to keep out the bad actors. It is a revolving door. Yeah. Because uh, a lot of people that uh, are kicked out, deported, day after a few months they're back right and how do we know who's a refugee versus somebody who's just looking for you know economic reasons there's a big difference yeah the refugee status is a, a very narrow narrow set of rules that the immigrant should be uh, able to prove so if you have any kind of persecution because of political uh, view that you have in your country, or if you are persecuted because of religious reasons, right. um, you don't have a lot of options. So economic reason 
is not an excuse for ask for asylum asylum or uh, a refugee status right but a lot of people they take advantage of this so when they get to the border they are uh running away from a, a bad economy in their country uh and this it doesn't give them the benefit of uh, a refugee because right. it's an economic reason but they they ask for uh, you know for asylum anyway and because right. of the backlog they are allowed to stay in the country for many 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 years right and, and during those years they start having babies they start marrying and uh, practically it's a license to stay that's exactly it so we see a large number, probably, I don't know what percentage, but I would say the vast majority are not refugees. But it, it seems to me, and, and maybe you'd agree, that they're all being treated as refugees. Yeah, exactly. And that's a problem. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. Uh, the last administration, what they tried to do, what Trump tried to do is to keep everybody out of you know, American soil if they want to apply Okay, so you can do everything from Mexico. Oh, I came from uh, Brazil or I came from uh, Argentina. Argentina is going down the tubes the same way Venezuela because they made their, their choices and, and they're starting to pay the price for their uh, choices. Namely, and, uh, like socialism, people, would you say socialist uh, policies and uh, nationalization oh, yeah, yeah. of, of industries? Look, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they're following the... Uh, Bolivarian Venezuelan model. Yeah, I mean it <laughs> never doing exactly the same thing. How how do they not learn from history? I mean, we've seen this model repeatedly. You know, since the Bolshevik Revolution, all over the world um, throughout history, and it's never worked. Because yeah, but uh, if you brainwash people in schools and uh, you separate them from the uh, real information from the uh, reality that or the facts. And you you start you know pushing your agenda, your ideology, and uh, promising this, promising that, saying that they're they're gonna have having on their heaven on earth. The media is blocking all the information, so they have no access, even with the internet. So right. that is a that is a lot of uh, fake news. It's gotten out of hand, and uh, but, I would I would point any listeners who uh, haven't seen my previous. Um, podcasts or episodes yet, uh, go check out episode number 11, The Weapons of Mass Distraction. If you need proof that the mainstream media lies and they have a single narrative that they want to push. But yes, it, it is really hard to convince the voting public, the, the actual citizens in a country, uh, what the real crisis is if it's so hard to get uh, the truth to them when their supposed trusted sources of information, you know, namely the corporate media, are pushing a completely different narrative. And this gets into the question a little bit of, you know, wh why would it be in anybody's interest to try to create a humanitarian crisis like this to flood the country with illegal immigrants? If you're just tuning in, this is John Verd on Liberty Now On Air on 96.9 Plains FM in Christchurch. Please be sure to subscribe on iTunes at Liberty Now On Air. You can also get the links, files, and show notes for this episode at LibertyNow.com. 
there is a, a, a plan, the, a, an actual plan called the Cloward and Piven plan, which is one way in trying to overwhelm the welfare system. And Johnny, I think you're probably seeing this firsthand where we can't even process people fast enough as they come into the border. We can't pay for everybody's um, healthcare and um, you know accommodations. And we're trying to put people that not, are not even citizens into our welfare system. We're already having enough trouble you know, with taxpayer dollars to pay for the, the current people on the welfare system. And uh, the Cloward and Piven plan does exactly that. It, it's, it, it intends to overwhelm the welfare system to create such a crisis that it crashes the economy and then allows the people with the, uh, the new solution to come in with their new socialist government. It looks pretty clear that that's what's happening. Yes, and this is just, you know, a one step on the ladder to their goals. The goal is further uh, ahead. You know, you have to follow the money. Yes. Follow the uh, the strategies exactly. And it and, and it's it's by design. Look, if you see if you look at the uh, job market, okay? You have a a number of jobs available for or the, the population. If you increase the number of people searching for job or any kind of wage, what happened? The wages go down. Right. 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 So follow the money. Right. So you're basically recreating the same third world conditions um, now in Western nations that exist before uh, when you know Clinton signed NAFTA and sent American labor overseas. Uh, to China, um, you know, all of our manufacturing jobs going down to Mexico and China primarily, uh, and also outsourcing to India. And of course, corporations love that. I mean, you know, they're they're beholden to their stockholders, their shareholders, and the owners. A, a corporation, people have to realize, is is a soulless entity. It has no personal responsibility. You know, you can try to point the finger at the CEO, but. Um, they'll just point to the shareholders. I mean, there's no one person responsible. And I'm not against capitalism by any means. I'm I'm just, I support the rule of law and antitrust law and anti-monopoly laws that we used to have, but have been just run over roughshod or eliminated. Now, you know, a, a lot of people looked to uh, Clinton and, and others, you know, pr primarily the Democrats as, you know, such a hero and uh, for the, the people. But in reality, passed these laws that basically got rid of our domestic uh, economy. Uh, we had a booming economy. You know, Trump was trying to put America back first again and, you know, have reasonable uh, trade deals and tariffs, you know, like we used to have to try to restore the economy. And indeed, the economy was booming all through the Trump administration. Yeah. And uh, we're seeing it tank again under another Democrat. You know, people people can't get it through their heads, I think. You know, why why would anybody want to, you know, crash the economy? It's the same reason that corporations would want to send all their labor to uh, another country, because if, if they can, uh, you know, increase the bottom line, cut down on their production costs, you know, that they don't care what it does to the local economy. Well, think about this. There is no coincidence. Every time that the uh, unemployment goes down yep. to a level that the wages start to raise you know what happened this is not by accident this is by design what happened uh they uh, they opened the gates 
Right, right. <laughs> and and this is what I, so yeah, every exactly. every time the economy is booming. Right, right. And so this, this is sort of what I was trying to lead to is, I think it is by design, you know, that the borders are being open. And I mean, there. I'll, in fact, I'm going to go back and pull up the quote from Biden himself said, you need to surge the border. Okay, I'm jumping in here after the interview uh, with that very clip from Mr. Biden himself. I'm going to play a couple clips for you here because I like to back up what I say. This is uh, first a YouTube clip from ABC News, and then we'll play a commentary from uh, Representative McCarthy at the White House uh, uploaded from Forbes Breaking News. Let's take a listen to both of these. I would, in fact, make sure that there is, we immediately surge to the border. All those people are seeking asylum. They deserve to be heard. That's who we are. We're a nation that says if you want to flee and you're fleeing oppression, you should come. In the first Democratic primary debate, Biden says when he's president, illegal immigrants should immediately, this is quote, immediately surge to the border. I, I could play the video if you want. Okay, you trust me? All right. I'll send it to you. So, so if I may ask a question back, if you are that Honduras family and you're reading this and the person running for president said you should immediately surge to the border, he wins the presidency. And what's the first thing he does? He says, I'm going to make 11 million illegal immigrants citizens. The Democrats put on the floor today before and changes the Dreamers bill to not that you had to be here before, but just by January, um, that he removes remaining in Mexico policy, he removes the PACER policy, he stops the building of the wall, he questions whether to keep Title 42. That's why you put your whole family together and make this trek. Because you just listened to what President Biden said. No law has changed by moving of Congress. This entire crisis is created simply by Joe Biden's actions and words. You know, on, on the one hand, he's telling the American public, oh, we, you know, we're doing our best to secure the borders. But uh, he's telling a very different story. In fact, we're, we're even uh, getting stories about uh, like ads and campaigns outside of the country in, uh, you know, uh, Spanish language advertisements saying, you know, come on up to the, the U.S. border. And these are being funded by globalists. You know, they're, they're spending millions of dollars. Oh, that is creating a, this crisis. That is a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of organizations making money. Right. There, there is money to be made. Yes, I mean, there is a lot of uh, people and a lot of organizations making a lot of money. You know, there is a, a business. Some people, they rent the kids to help grown-ups to go across the border. Because if you come to the border by, by yourself... It's hard for you to go across. Okay, I don't want to break in again here in the time we have left. I want to get to talking about the real victims here, the children who had no choice being put in this danger, the horrible conditions that they go through waiting to get in, and many separated from their parents, and many of these become vulnerable to all kinds of abuse. I want to play a report by Greg Reese on Band.Video with actor Jim Caviezel exposing the practice of adrenochroming and child sex trafficking and worse. If you were to watch Schindler's List, you would say, boy, that was terrible. I wish I was around that. Maybe I could have done something. You can do something now. 
because they're pulling kids out of the darkest recesses of hell right now in dumbs and all kinds of places. Uh, the adrenochroming of children. Actor Jim Caviezel is being ridiculed and defamed in the mainstream news for speaking out against child trafficking. While promoting his new film, Sound of Freedom, based on the true story of former U.S. government agent Tim Ballard, who quit his job to devote his life to rescuing children from global sex traffickers, Jim Caviezel described what adrenochrome is. Essentially, you have adrenaline in your body. I'll just simplify it. And, and when you are scared, you produce adrenaline. Uh, if you're an athlete, you get in the fourth quarter, you have adrenaline that comes out of you. If a child knows he's going to die, uh, his body will uh, secrete this uh, adrenaline. Um, and they have a lot of terms that they use. The Mockingbird media responded by firing a chorus of headlines into the brainwashed minds of the public, all to the tune of, Adrenochrome and the consumption of children is a dangerous right-wing lie. But it isn't. Millions of people waking up from the generational sleepy lie of pop culture are seeing the ugly truth, seeing the millions of babies aborted each year, sold for fetal body parts, seeing old women rub aborted fetal tissue into their skin to appear younger, and seeing official science comparing young blood to the fountain of youth. It doesn't matter how many times the lying fake news media decries QAnon, conspiracy theorists, or right-wingers. Millions are now seeing what they have been busy hiding, the trafficking of children, slavery. Caviezel warned that the film may never be seen because there are very famous people in Hollywood involved in child trafficking. And once they see the ships that they transport the children in and all of this stuff, um, well, there's, there's no other film like this. Our industry can't make this film um, right now because of a lot of people that are involved in it all over the world that are in this. Um, and many of these people are very famous. He even mentioned dumbs. Because they're pulling kids out of the darkest recesses of hell right now, in dumbs and all kinds of places. Deep underground military bases, which we were warned about in 1995 by former government engineer turned whistleblower Phil Schneider. People have always been telling us this ugly truth. Alex Jones and David Icke, William Cooper, Manly P. Hall, all the way back to Aristotle. And now it's all coming out into the open, the apocalypse, the revealing of what was once hidden. Like Plato's allegory of the cave, there are millions who keep themselves ignorantly buried in the mainstream lie. But millions of us are awakening to the evil truth, and we demand justice. And these people that do it, um, there'll be no mercy for them. For Infowars.com, this is Greg Reese. Um, I, I really thank you so much, Johnny. I'm going to uh, wrap this up. Really appreciate your time and your insight as an insider into some of what's happening over there. And uh, wish you the very best, my friend. 
you too you 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 getting a a larger audience uh every day well thank and thanks to you for getting the word out always my friend stay safe okay yeah thanks johnny 